show up live. How did you all enjoy the sermon today? I loved it very much so. I could learn something. Well, that's Because I could hear. <laughs> that's important. <laughs> that's very important to be able to hear. Okay. There we go. Okay. All right. We still waiting a few minutes, Karen? Yeah, just one second. I'm sharing it now. It just came up. I was just going to say I looked, took a look at Joseph in a different way today. I had never thought of him in that, in that, that manner. Oh. Okay. I always just, I always just said, yeah, he was married to Mary, you know, and let it go. I said, but now I see something a little different now about Joseph. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's get into the prayer of David. Um, um, this chapter starts off saying that um, David began entreating the Lord not to forsake him when he should grow old. And, um, then we're going to look at what it was that made David um, ask the Lord uh, this, um, this particular thing. And um, it starts off saying, she starts off saying in the first paragraph that David saw that most of the aged and elderly people around him were unhappy and that that unhappy traits of character increased, especially with age. And that if people were naturally close and covetous, they were even more so in their old age. If they were jealous, fretful, impatient, they were even more so in their old age. And so um, she says um, that David was very distressed about this. And, and, and in the second paragraph, what are some of the things that, that David saw um, that distressed him about when people get old? Anybody? If they were naturally close and covetous, they were most disagreeably so in their old age. If mm -hmm. fretful mm -hmm. and impatient, they were especially so when aged. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. as he saw that kings and nobles who seemed to have the fear of God before them while in the strength of manhood became jealous of their best friends and relatives when aged. They were in continual fear that it was selfish motives which led their friends. Mm -hmm. Right. And then what did this what does it say in that second paragraph? Who did they listen to when they would it's, ask for it's, advice? It's they, they would the uh advice of strangers and regardless to whom they confide in, strangers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it said that she says that that or David could see that sometimes their jealousy was so unrestrained because and that it burned into a flame and i guess meaning that it just really became unmanageable and it just became really really disagreeable and it says that uh because they said that uh they didn't agree with uh all of those or well i guess they came up against those who didn't agree with their failing judgment and i guess meaning their failing mental faculties and it says their covetousness was dreadful 
and they often thought what they often thought what about their own children and relatives and relatives were wishing them they want them to die not to take their place and possess their wealth mm -hmm. see the honor mm -hmm. had been bestowed upon them so let me ask you guys in your personal experience have you ever experienced that with anyone as they've grown older well we used to go visit the nursing homes and a lot mm -hmm. of the, they seem really mean and cantankerous mm. and you're like oh well they oh they just you know not feeling good or whatever but what she's pointing out is that these people were that way when they were younger it just mm. gets worse now that they're older so for mm. me and while we're in our younger age we need to be cultivating a character of love and kindness because it's just going to get worse as you get older because when you get older you just you know you just don't feel as good you got aches and pains you know people around you your friends have passed away and you're just not a happy camper so to speak so if you have the type of character that is kind and loving and friendly then that's gonna uh, stay with you when you get older yeah, but also, also, Elder Carol, I think too. Sometimes when people just stick their loved ones in a home, and they and they in their mind, they're getting older, and they're like, "I did all this for my children," but then they never see them and they never hear from them. It's like they, I think they get a little uh, mean because they think, "Well, nobody cares about me." And 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 I said, you know, sometimes it takes a person that's working in those facilities to say. This person, you got to, you know, uh, talk to them in this manner. And this is the way, you know, you can build a relationship with them because they are mean and they're angry. Well, they're angry. Uh, and because they're, yeah, see, they're in ahead. the elderly center because their families couldn't handle it anymore. All that grumpiness, all that frustration and aggravation. And I think it's exactly true that this is why so many elderly people get scammed. They don't want to show their checkbook to their kids. They don't want to trust their family members thinking they're going to take this stuff. So they trust uh -huh. complete strangers over the phone and give them all of their account numbers and talk to them. And the people can say, I need 200,000. If the kids say, mom, can I, can I borrow 50? They have a fit. But these people get 200,000, 400,000 until they are uh, dirt poor. And then of course they're in need of their children. But yet, I, I mean, I'm really, I've seen this, in my practice is to me, the way I was looking at it is like the older people get, the more of themselves they become, the more that mental illness take over. Um, it really is important for us to um, ask for this Holy Spirit and to seek um, that love, joy, peace, goodness, gentleness, etc. Because none of, I'm, you know, I don't see too many people wanting to put up with a person who is um, combative, sometimes physically combative, uh, psychologically abusive, verbally abusive. Um, these are the parents, you know, and so it's it's easy for kids to say, "No, I can't, I can't keep doing this. It's too much." Mm -hmm. Now, Lee, you said something very interesting. You said that, um, and 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 you're alluding to it too, Lakita, that if you cultivate and practice the fruit of the spirit, now will that also increase as you get older? Yes. I think so. <laughs> Hopefully so. And um, that is a thing that we need to look at. It uh, seems like the way this is going is that the effects of old age or becoming older is like the effects of having a lot of money. You know, the real you comes out. 
one <laughs> that happens. So hopefully the real you is kind and uh, loving and, and honest to people. And Lakita was talking about the scam artists. You know, they got that show on uh, Discovery or something, Nat Geo, um, about this lady. She's investigating all kinds of stuff. I think it's called Traffic. But she was talking to the scam artist, and they said, you call it a scam. We call it making money. And mm. so the guy said that what it is, is we're the voice of on the phone. We're the voice of someone who cares. So mm. kids are tired of you. Your family done left you. But here's this person on the phone saying, oh, you know, you're a great person. And that's terrible how they treated you. And I'm here for you. Yeah, they're going to feel some... Uh, affection toward that person and then mm -hmm. the person is giving them all that care and then the person says oh you know what my car broke down and i need two thousand dollars to get it fixed hey they're gonna be right there with the money and then mm -hmm. it goes on and on and on mm -hmm. and that's, that's the same another thing too with that is that i see this in church a lot people in church are nicer to those members who are not in their families than they are to their own family members you know, we talk about going out witnessing, we're talking about praying, but we're not praying with our family members. You know, we're not really, and we talk about witnessing how we're supposed to treat these people, how we're supposed to be kind, et cetera. But that stuff is not happening in these homes. You know, folk, I mean, I've watched it in church so many times, people are just super nice at, home, at, at church and at home. They're like hell on two wheels. You know, it's like, my goodness. You know, you uh, especially when you talk to the young people, you really get a sense that um, we're saying one thing at church and we're doing another thing, you know, at home. And then what's, what's going to happen is, like Lee said, you, um, once you let your defenses down, it's just gonna be raw. You know, I can just say whatever I wanna say to whoever I wanna say it to. And that's why it's really important uh, for me personally to not snap back so quickly. <laughs> mm. That's a very good thing to begin practicing. You know, the, the scriptures say, blessed are the peacemakers, doesn't it? <laughs> mm -hmm. And so if you all ever seen that commercial, uh, it's been uh, it's been a few years ago that it, uh, that it was out. And uh, it was a guy and he was driving and his mother was in the back seat and she was just saying any old thing. Oh man, but yeah. And so I think you're absolutely right that, that whatever we practice now before we reach that stage in life, that's what will come out later. You know, they, I always heard the saying that um, your true character comes out in a crisis. And I guess you could say the same thing about oh, older age, your true character mm -hmm. comes out at that point. And if you were jealous and suspicious and, you know, uh, 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 hoarding things when you were, you know, younger and able to do differently then you'll be like that even more so as you get older yeah a lot of things change when you get older um you tend not to care so much what people think about you after a certain point you know when you're young you want everybody to be your friend but when you get up in age you're like i'm too old for this mess right you're like my friends have died anyway like you said yeah. <laughs> and then um and then too as you get older, stuff just don't scare you like it used to. You know, when you get up in age, they say uh, the phrase life in prison don't mean so much. <laughs> mm. You know, wow. you want to do whatever it takes. <laughs> if somebody get on your nerves, that's no longer deterrent. So they better be careful how they treat you. Wow. 
Yeah. And at the bottom of that paragraph, it says some of these people are so controlled by their jealous, covetous feelings that they destroy their own children. I believe mm-hmm. it. I believe that. You know, and, yeah. and, 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 and it goes back to what one of you all said, that, that they are so um, sometimes so disagreeable to live with that, you know, their children, that's why they put them in a home somewhere because they just can't deal with them anymore. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them, some of them, it's not necessarily because of the actual physical care that is required, you know, uh, mm-hmm. which, you know, you a lot of times you will have their children who are still out working and haven't retired. But it's not so much the physical care. It is just the emotional drain and mental drain of dealing with their parent or family member or whatever that's elderly at that age. Yeah, I it think that's It could be a generational that. curse, you know? But they mm-hmm. raise so, their children the way they are to be selfish, you know? Mm. I think. Yeah, mm. uh, Patsy mentioned something about how when you get older, you feel like these kids ain't doing nothing for me, you know, and all, after all I did for them, look at how they treat me. And you start mistreating them because you're thinking yep, yep. be doing more for me than they doing and they ain't doing it. And I'm about to lose my temper up here, you know, and, and it just makes a big vicious cycle of you getting mad, the kids getting mad, you know, and they, <laughs> now here's another slogan they got. Uh, be careful how you treat your kids because they're going to pick out your nursing home. <laughs> Yeah, it really is important to cultivate that because uh, mental health issues, they just don't clear up by themselves. I mean, this is a spiritual issue and it's a mental health issue too. You know, if you are negative and pessimistic and you're saying negative stuff, you know, and, and I don't think that kids, because you say something negative, that they won't keep you at home. But it's sometimes where they just can't do anything with you. You know, they're saying it's time to take a bath. You won't take a bath. And, you know, you can get them in trouble if you get bed sores or something and it seems like they're not taking care of you. They can go to jail for that stuff. So, you know, it's you. It's real important for all of us to just do our best to be kind, really try to, you know, work that thing out with God because, you know, it's not fun for anybody to try to take care of you. Mm-hmm. My sister told me about my mom she was really nice to my mom. She she loves to go places, my sister do, and take my mom places like on cruises. And she would take her to get her hair done and take her to dinner, get her get pedicures, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, my mom would cuss her out, you know, in front of people. And she had um, said that she pushed her one time and she was in the doctor's office with her. She cussed her out in front of the doctor and mm. the nurse. And she was at her job and the doctor knew her. And she was like, she said, I was so embarrassed. I feel like I was two feet tall. She said, the doctor was so nice and said, I understand. Told, told, mm. I understand. She mm. said, and so, you know, so I really commended her for doing that because, you know, maybe some of her other kids, I'm not naming any of them, but maybe they wouldn't have been so. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lakita, you brought up an important thing. You said that that sometimes it is, um, you know, just their disposition, but also uh, it could be mental illness. So what do you do about that situation where it's not necessarily what they have cultivated in their character, but mental illness? Well, it's, it's to me, kind of Karen is one of the same in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, mental, being a therapist is kind of God's gift 
to, I'm not being bold or anything, but to mankind, because there's people who are not reaching out to God, but they need that highway clear so that they can see God. You know, they got so much damaged stuff going on. And um, in my practice, I don't think I have a person over 60 in therapy. Mm. They need to be there. It's not because they don't need to be there, but there's not one person over 60. And I probably have, you know, talked to more than 100 people by now. So, it, and I'm talking about just since August, so it's, you know, July. Mm -hmm. so, you know, we all need to be working to get better. And if you, um, if that thing is, is brought on by some type of trauma in your life or maltreatment by your parents or whatever, go talk to, get somebody to talk to, read some books. It's all kinds of books out here and this stuff online for free, you know, so, you know, get some help because this is going to affect you spiritually. It, there's no doubt about it. It's, it will affect you spiritually. And you know, Karen, I always felt like fear would be a reasonable reason for us to, you know, like, um, they, how can I say, an excuse to not do what God tells us. That's not an excuse. Because in Revelation it said, but the fearful and unbelieving should be thrown in a lake of fire. When I thought about that, I started thinking, I need to get rid of some of my fears, because you, you can't go to heaven with that stuff. You, that stuff is preventing us. Anxiety, worry, depression, all of those are gods. We're serving them and we're not serving God because we're, we're not trusting him if we're anxious and worried. And if we're afraid, we're doing what our fear tells us to do or not doing what God has tell us to do. So that, that's just my take on it. It's kind of one and the same, Karen. Hmm. Okay. Hi, this is, hi, I've read, um, that's funny, we're having this discussion today. Um, I read this verse, Bible verse, earlier this week. It's First Thessalonians 5, 14 through 15, and it says, Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient towards all men. Mm -hmm. So that's that. that sounds, Paula, like that should be our response when we're dealing with someone who is like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. I think one of the things that we need to cultivate too is, and it's a hard thing to do, especially depending on your background history with whoever you're uh, uh, with. We really need a lot of patients dealing with the elderly uh, because they are sick. Maybe their mind's not all there like it used to be. And like Lakita's saying, they get unruly. You know, that's it's very hard to do, but we have to really try not to get angry and upset about it and just continue in a peaceful manner, just trying to do the best we can. Uh, in that next paragraph, it talks about how Satan's elderly lose their self-control and mm -hmm. Satan steps in and guides their minds, making them restless and dissatisfied. So again, mm -hmm. at this point, we're not wrestling with flesh and blood, but principalities and powers. So it's very important for us to remember how patient God is with us and to let some of that patience also be shown to others. Mm. And don't forget the golden rule applies here as well, do unto others as we would have them do unto us. It, mm -hmm. it, it doesn't go away just because someone ages. Mm -hmm. No, but, and also because we, we, I think the message here is directed to us that First of all, we need to pray about our futures, our elderly, our getting old and stuff. And then secondly, um, we don't have to make an effort to be nice to people because we are kind 
in general. That's the way we are. And I think that's what this is saying, that he saw people who looked like they were righteous people, but genuinely they were not. So it's not about, you know, like just being nice because these people that because we're older or they're older, it's about us being nice because our kind hearted because Jesus is kind hearted and we are filled with the Holy Spirit. The goal is to be filled with the Spirit of God. And then we will do everything just the right way because we're led by God. Mm -hmm. um, now, we talked about cultivating the fruit of the Spirit, but this, Lee just read it in this next paragraph that Many, of, many people, as they get older, seem to lose their self-control. So what is it that we need to be praying for there? That's not technically a fruit of the Spirit. Um, I, well, it might be. Temperance might be. That might be considered temperance. And long-suffering, too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right, right. Okay. Um, I think one thing, too, we could be praying for is that, that we are the type of people you know, that we are, as Lakita said, as we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us, that we are a blessing to our children and family and friends now, so that when we are up in age, that we can still be a blessing and they will be a blessing to us. As David was praying to God, cast me not off in time of my old age, forsake me not when my strength fails. You know, we need to be thinking about uh, those things when it comes to our children and family too that we're the type of person that they want need, need to cast off and for mm -hmm. when you get mm -hmm. over. And, and, and uh, you jumped ahead of me, Lee, but David's fear was that God would leave him and that, uh, and forsake him mm -hmm. and that um, uh, they would be exposed to the, he would be exposed to the ridicule and reproaches of his enemies. Yeah. Can you stop there for a moment, Karen? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Didn't we just see this play out on a wide, a worldwide platform? Mm. Five. I mean, my goodness. You know, for all these years, this man had been able to kind of hide behind that he was covetous and greedy and jealous and petty. And he's on a worldwide stage. And the older he's getting, I mean, he is just, he was just livid with, I don't know what even to think about that, but you know. That's what we see, you know, that stuff, it didn't happen because he got in office. This is something that was growing in him, growing. It grew right up beside him. And when, it when he got a chance to be up front, now in front of all of his enemies, he has been fired. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. now, you know, and, and mm -hmm. struggling like a water bug on his back to, 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 <laughs> to get who, are, who are we talking about? I got lost. She yeah, said the worldwide thing. She's, she's talking about 45. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's on, yeah, but I'm, well, he's on okay. the worldwide stage looking. For, I mean, yeah, the, everybody's looking at the United States at this point. Everybody's watching to see what's going to happen. Yeah, Patsy, when, when he lost, countries' bells went out. They were in the streets celebrating. People all around the world were celebrating that this man lost the election. They were so happy. So, you know. Oh, wow. Yes. You know, uh, so but this is this is the exact same thing that she's talking about is that uh, he saw that many of the age seemed forsaken of God and exposed themselves to the ridicule and reproaches of his enemies. I mean, this last thing with the election, he couldn't quietly go on about his business. 
even with the pandemic, you know, that foolishness about it doesn't exist in front of all of his friends and, uh, and his enemies, he is now a byword. I mean, people, are, it hasn't really started yet, but as soon as Biden them takes over, I bet you he's going to get some backlash for this. But he won't notice. Oh. He won't notice because he's got a mental illness. So he, you know, he's in a different world, an alternate state of mind. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, very good point, Lakita. Um, so Lee, you want to finish that? You were talking about what David's actual prayer was and give us that prayer again. Uh, where he said, cast me not off in time of old age, forsake me not when my strength fail. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then he, what did he go on to say? Oh God, what? Forsake uh, me not until I have shown thy strength unto this generation and that thy power to everyone that is to come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he says in the middle there, O God, thou hast taught me from my youth, and hitherto have I declared thy wondrous works. So now also when I'm old and gray, do the same for me. Mm -hmm. And is, is it, let me ask you a question. Is and you know, Karen, I think that shows how important it is to raise a child in the way they should go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. That tells you that, that David had faithful parents, doesn't it? Yep. That raised him yes. up. Now, we yes. know that David departed from the faith to some extent, but um, um, we, we know that we, or we also believe from the Bible that he returned, that he repented of what he had done. Bunch so, mm -hmm. I always felt like David had, you know, the Psalms and the Proverbs and all the books that he wrote, there's a lot of prayers in there. We know that he was a man after God's own heart, constantly uh, repenting and praying what he should do and how God should lead him. So I always wondered, why is it that they they wrote that book about the prayer of Jabez? Right. When all Jabez said was, Lord, enlarge my territory. Give mm. Yeah, but David had so well, but you Well, but you know that the world, the world is like, you know, Come and get your blessing. It's right there. Reach up and get it. So the, that's what the prayer of Jabez was all about. Yeah. You know? But David, he has so many heartfelt prayers mm -hmm. and really uh, earnest prayers mm -hmm. for mercy mm -hmm. and the Lord's protection and direction. So it says at the bottom of that paragraph, David felt the necessity of guarding against the evils which attend old age. Has anybody, have you all ever prayed that prayer? Have you ever thought about that and prayed that prayer? Before I, I read this, this is mm. Mm -hmm. anybody else have any comment on that? Have you ever have you ever thought about praying for the Lord to keep you in your old age so that you don't turn into this uh, um, um, person that is well, just impossible to live with? Uh -huh. Yeah. Well, you know it's sad, but I used to even when I was young, I used to pray that. As, as I got older, I wasn't going to be like my one aunt who was mean. <laughs> and I said, I used to say her name. I used to be like, Lord, I don't want to be like her when I get old. But, you mm. know, and I said, I said, you know, after I got older, my sisters and them would, you know, tell me some of the things that happened to her. And I was like, y'all know for years, I was like, I don't want to be like her at all when I get old. But, you know, you just never know what caused that person to go that way, to be so mean and cruel. And like you said, they, they weren't connected with Christ at that time. 
Mm-hmm. And if they don't get connected, they'll still be that way in old age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you ever think about the fact that the enemy doesn't care what how old you are when he gets you? Mm-hmm. He just wants to make sure that he gets you and prevents you from mm-hmm. uh, obtaining yeah. obtaining eternal life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she said that in the next paragraph, uh, which is actually the final paragraph, she says that frequently aged people are unwilling to realize and acknowledge that their mental strength is failing. Yeah. You ever encountered yeah. that? Nobody, huh? Nobody wants to admit that. Yeah, yeah, and that they're they're not making their their decisions are not sound anymore. Their judgment is not sound anymore, you know. But yet, because you they, know, I'm go sorry. Ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Pat. Last last year, I mean, uh, well, I always get two years stickers on my car. But a couple of years ago, I was in the license branch, and they had a family in there. And they was telling them, the, I guess she must have been the grandmother and the mother. Even the license branch, they told her, they said, we cannot issue you a license, you know, due to the fact, you know, she was, and she was like, I think that lady must have been like 94. And she was, I mean, she was giving them the blues. And they, they just told her, and her family was like, no, mother, you cannot. And she didn't want to hear it. She's like, I'm going to drive. And there was nothing they could do. And finally, I think one of, some, one of them said, I'm going to call her doctor. And we're going to, you know, tell him we need to bring her straight to him. But, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's amazing that she didn't want to let go of a driver's license, but it meant something to her. And I thought, wouldn't it have been nice if she had held on to God like that? Because mm-hmm. she, she, that little lady was going to fight over them driver's license. She never did get them, though, bless her heart. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think a lot of time people look at that as giving up their independence, mm-hmm. you know, as part of their independence. Um, right. Sometimes they, you know, they'll fight over going into a home too, uh, assisted living or nursing facility because that means they give up their independence. And uh, I mean, I, I don't blame anybody for not wanting to go into a home because, you know, it's just a struggle. You, you're very fortunate if you can find maybe one person there who genuinely cares about what they're doing. You know, so and I'll, even some of the what Lakita said is true. Even some of the workers get to be friends with them and have those people paying them underneath where nobody can see. And they will give, they will give their whole life to some of those workers. Cause they'll say, you know, if you don't want to take a bath, if you just give me some money, I'll say that I gave you a bath. I said, mm. I just didn't think things like that happened until, like I said, when my daughter be saying, you know, my boss had to let so-and-so go. And I'm like, Ben, y'all be letting people go. She like, if they are not going to come in here and treat these people with respect, she said they don't. She said then we catch them because you know they got video cameras. She said we catch them doing all kind of stuff. She said you wouldn't think because some of them will come in and say I go to this church and I go to that church. Mm-hmm. She said you just be so happy when you hear that. She said but then when you see them on camera, you wouldn't even think they're Christian on what they're doing to some of the elderly inside those places. Wow. Yeah, elder yeah. abuse is a real thing. It's not made up. People are abusing the elderly constantly, so it's very hard to find a good nursing home or elderly center, a subsisted living center. And when you do find one, it's probably going to cost you an arm and a leg, which leads you back to the way it used to be was the elderly would stay home with their family. But nowadays, everybody's working, everybody's too busy to be at home with the elderly. Mm -hmm. So it's a different environment now. 
But mm-hmm. obviously the best place to be is at home with your loving family. If mm-hmm. you can't have that. Yeah, yeah. I remember when my own mother was sick and I down in Huntsville, Alabama, and I really wanted to bring her up here to take care of her, but she didn't want to come. So I didn't really have a choice on that one. Um, so, you know, after she says that uh, their mental faculties are failing and they refuse to admit it, then she says what? She says they do what? Um, this is the last top of the last part the days by taking care of that which belongs to the children mm-hmm. he'll yep. try to do stuff and everything yeah and says satan plays often plays upon their imagination and leads them to feel a continual anxiety in regard to what their money <laughs> their money mm. and and i would i would also say their stuff their things you know, the things oh, yeah. that they have in their house and whatever. Um, yeah, I think um, it's important to note, not every elderly person is doing these things. So, a lot right. of elderly right. people who are totally cognizant, still out doing what they want to do. I saw an older lady the other day driving. She was going a little slow, but she was staying in the lane and obeying the traffic signals, which is a lot more than some young drivers do. <laughs> hey, there was a lady, she was... I uh, think they said the woman was 104 years old and was doing ballet. Mm, yeah. She yeah. did a really good job. I was amazed. So mm-hmm. person that's up in age is mm-hmm. capable of still living a good life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> she says that money is their idol oftentimes. These, this, this, this category of elderly people that we're speaking of. And that they ha- they hoard it with miserly care to the point where they deprive themselves of the things that they uh, may comfort them in life. It doesn't say their needs, but many of the things that would comfort them in life. They continue to labor beyond their strength rather than use those things that they've worked for all their life in their old age. They continue to hoard it, and um, <clears throat> so that they so that they will have it, and so they place themselves in continual want. For fear that sometime in the future they'll they will want something, and not have it. And you know and, this. You know what this is, Karen? Lack of trust in God. Mm, this is mm-hmm. a faith in God and a lack of trust in God. This mm-hmm. is so. orientation or underlying belief or whatever you want to call it is uh, is lifetime. It's been there. It's not something brand new that has happened. This is just being uncovered, you know, as we say, you just got to a place where I'm not going to have it anymore. I'm just going to be who I am. Mm-hmm. There all their time. And, and instead of pushing back and say, God is my source, not money, not the thing, but God is my source and learning to trust in God. Which, is, trust. which again, is the whole point of stewardship. Learn to mm-hmm. God, not ourselves, not other people. Mm-hmm. And it said all these fears originate with Satan. And, you know, at this time of the year, it all, this type of person is pointing us to uh, the model for Christmas Carol, Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> Spend any of his money because he was scared of what's going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, Karen, it's funny that Paula brought up First Thessalonians 5 because, um, Elder Bullock, we on Friday night we he did First Thessalonians five one through twenty 
one through 22, and he brought up on how we should try to treat everybody fair and, you know, and with the same, like she said, do unto others that you want others to do unto you. Treat, you know, everyone as if, you know, you wanted to, this is how you would want to be treated. And I thought that was funny because, you know, they, they we're on the same line with, you know, trying to, like when uh, Lakita was like, you know, sometimes the people, it ain't always that the, the loved ones put them in there because they don't love them. It's just they can't handle that abuse that they're given, even the ones trying to care for them. So that's something to, to really think about. And would that also be a lack of gratitude too? You know, if we're cultivating the gratitude, being gracious and um, uh, thankful, then, you know, we wouldn't be abusive to our kids, you know, fussing at them. It's, you know, I, that's just my thinking. It's like, just not great, grateful, you know, you're not doing right. But, but I want this, <laughs> you know, what kind of stuff is that? Where's the thing? Mm -hmm. So happy that you're doing this for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know, like I said, growing up, people used to say, why your daddy don't whoop y'all? And we and my brother used to say, my daddy gonna make you study the Bible and stuff. He said until you wish ever since after you be with him for an hour, you wish you had a whooping. But they in our neighborhood they couldn't comprehend. Y'all got a daddy that don't never whoop y'all. Well, I wanted to tell them my my mama take care of that when she really, when she really need to. But I you know it was just we understood that wasn't my father's character. My father's character was if you did something wrong, you're going to come back here. Now, you've been, you've been going to Sunday school or you've been going to church, but now I'm going to go and deep, deep, you know, study with you to let you know how wrong you were and it was said in the Word. And so, you know, it was, it was just so funny, you know, knowing that, like Lakita said, my daddy didn't have to whoop us. He could tell us, I'm going to need to talk to you. We just break down and cry. <laughs> you know what? That's funny, uh, Patsy, that you say that. Andre has a story very similar to that. And uh, I don't know if he wants to jump on for a minute and tell his story. Yeah, go get him, please. <laughs> Andre, are you there? No, I, he must be busy. Okay. Uh, in any event, um, yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right, Patsy, that, that uh, there are other ways to handle mm -hmm. children other than whipping or whatever and um and truthfully patsy that's that was really a good idea for your parents to instead of whipping you study the bible you know i like that <laughs> um and then she um let me see so she Sister said that Karen, i think my daddy was practicing on us because he taught sunday school for 31 years oh wow okay okay well, good for you, Patsy. Um, and uh, as you said, Lee, uh, she said all these fears originate with Satan. It says he excites the organs which lead to slavish fears and jealousies which corrupt nobleness of soul and destroy elevated thoughts and feelings. So, you know, it's, it's funny. You think about it and, and, and it's like, okay, Satan does not relent our whole entire lives. He does not relent from... Um, trying to lead us down paths uh, off of the straight and narrow road. And he just continues all of our lives. And so this prayer of David is important because it's like, okay, well, when my mental strength is failing, when my physical strength is failing, when those character traits that I have cultivated when I was young all come out, where is God? And so he's praying, God, don't forsake me during this time. 
um, still be here. Help me with my self-control. Help me with the, 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 the fruits of the spirit that I should be cultiv- should have cultivated when I was younger or did cultivate in some cases, as you said, Lakita, the kindness and stuff. Let me ask you a question. Go ahead. So this person here that we're talking about being an older person and you know becoming more of what we are, were we converted? That, that's interesting because uh, I read something that says we need to be reconverted each and every single day. So what happens when you become elderly and you don't even pray the same prayers that you prayed when you were young because now you don't have even the mental cognizance to even pray that? Yeah, I wonder about that. I also wonder about Alzheimer's victims and stuff. You know, how how responsible how how responsible are they for what they're doing and stuff, you know? Well, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because I know when uh, Deaconess uh, Wilson went into a nursing home, I remember Pastor Mann used to come back and tell everybody, you know, to continue to pray for him. But at least once a week, somebody went to that elderly home, even though he went into all all Alzheimer's, I guess that's how they say it, where he actually couldn't memorize, remember people, but they still held his hand and he still held their hand. And they prayed anyway, and I said, I think God leaves a passage. Maybe he couldn't verbally say, you know, I, I can't place your face and stuff. But he knew that prayer was something he wanted because they said he would grab their hands and bow his head. And so I just think God really looks after the, the elderly that continues to say, Lord, keep me just like David. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good thing about what David was praying for the Lord not to cast him off in time of old age or when his strength failed, that the Lord's grace would still uphold him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and also, uh, I think I think when we got older members, sometimes when you pick up the phone and you talk with them, they have so much knowledge and wisdom. And they get, and like some of them, they'll say, do you have the book on Ellen White with this and this and that? I said, it's amazing where they can, you know, they can, they can still witness you see what i'm saying well that's what i'm trying to say they can still witness if somebody would give them a chance Mm -hmm. and uh yeah i think you're right i think you're right patsy i i actually like talking to elderly people you know because as you said patsy they have a lot of wisdom they have a lot of accumulated wisdom through the years and and a lot of stories they have a lot of stories to tell um through the years, I was listening to one story about a lady. Uh, I was actually watching it on YouTube and she was elderly. She was like great, great grandmother and uh, her grandson was recording it. And she was just telling stories about her growing up, I think in Arkansas when she was younger. And then they moved to St. Louis and uh, it was very entertaining, you know, um, and um, just about her life. Um, so she says that if uh, these elderly people were not insane upon the subject of money, if they would take the position that which God would have them to take, then their last days might be their best and happiest. And if they left it to their children, who whose honesty and judicious management they have reason to confide in, they should let their children make them happy. 
She says, unless they do this, Satan will take advantage of their lack of mental strength and will manage it for them, which Lakita, I think that goes back to what you mentioned about the elderly people being scammed. You know, mm -hmm. um, I've seen, I, I watched Dr. Phil a lot and uh, he has a lot of uh, elderly women on there, especially who, you know, they're in love with somebody over in somewhere. Yeah, that's so Dr. Phil exposes them as somebody in, in a, for another, a whole different country that is taking advantage of them. And, you know, they've never seen the person whenever they try to go see the person or, or send the person a ticket to come see them, money for it, money for a ticket to come see them. They um, simply, you know, they ghost them, you know, or they come up yes. with a story. Oh, well, uh, the government wouldn't let me leave. And uh, but then they've got the money, and then they have nothing. They have nothing left. Their whole life saving everything. Right. So now they have to depend on their children to come in and step in and take care of them because they don't have anything. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and the children not none too happy either. We saw an event where the lady did that just that. She had like millions, and somebody scammed her. She wouldn't mm -hmm. to her kids. Wouldn't let them be involved with her money wouldn't let her help out but once she got scammed then who she turned to the key mm -hmm. right 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 and uh yes right um and if they would just trust but you know what it's so funny because the bible says that a prophet is not accepted in his own in his own city or territory country. and so i yeah country and so i think that a lot of times Parents, well, because of their 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 the character traits they've cultivated, because of their failing mental acuity, you know, and then they and 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 these these traits of jealousy and and covetousness rising up, that they look suspiciously at their own children, and 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 like you said, Lakita, they begin to trust these strangers who just want to scam them and just tell them, "I got time for you," and yeah, I understand and. All of that, you know? And it says that um, unless they let, she says, unless they let their children make them happy, then Satan will take advantage of their lack of mental strength. And I, and I imagine physical strength also, as uh, you were saying, Patsy, about the lady that was determined she was gonna still drive and they were like, no, nope, nope, you're not gonna drive. Um, and she said they should lay aside anxiety and burdens and occupy their time as happily as they can and do what? What was the last? Was what's the last thing they should ripening be doing? Up for heaven, ripening. Ripening up for heaven. Wow. What does that mean to you? Ripening up for heaven. Anybody? Continue with your prayers and uplifting God. So when God, when they stand before Him, that they can be shown with through Him and the Holy Spirit that they blameless. They're, they're, mm -hmm. God has covered them. Mm, yeah. Money is not their idol. They trust God for their future, um, to take care of them, all of those things, all of those things. And so I, I think that what, what I really love about this book is that, you know, you, you, you run upon things that you never really thought about. And there are principles contained in this book that um, we have to guide us to live by. And so I think that this is a prayer that we could begin to utilize in our own lives. You know, God willing that we should become aged, you know, uh, that it doesn't come back first or that, you know, uh, we don't um, 
pass away before we become aged and in that state of mind. All right, um, so that concludes this chapter. Um, Lee, what are we studying next week? Uh, next week, we're chapter five, Christ's return. And we are having it next week, right? Right. We Okay. And what book are we, next week, Lee, you didn't tell the book? Yeah, at the book is having, and we're studying Christ's return, chapter okay. five. Okay, all right. Okay, um, let's see. Paula, do you mind praying us out today? Paula, okay. are you there? Okay. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. okay. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for uh, allowing us to approach your throne. Thank you for letting us see the end of another week, Father God, for protecting us and keeping us and uh, allowing us to uh, see another Sabbath. Thank you for this study. I pray that you bring the Holy Spirit upon us to change our hearts and our minds, give us wisdom and understanding. And, Father God, let us do what is pleasing in your sight throughout the week. Thank you for, again, your love and your protection, your mercy and your grace. Forgive us for our sins. In Jesus' holy name, amen. 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 I want to thank Sister everyone. Paula. For... Yes. Hello? Um, yeah. I'll... Let me thank, wait a minute, Patsy. Let me thank everyone for joining us today, and uh, we will see you back again next week at this time at 2.30, and uh, we will conclude our live session now. Have a happy Christmas. Merry Christmas, too. Yeah, oh, yes. I would say Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas to everybody. Everyone.